inside the confines of a standardized curriculum box to a teaching and learning space that is more creative? And how can you make this leap in your teaching practice in an easy and more systematic way that doesn't create more work for yourself during planning sessions? This is what I'm hoping to accomplish with Get Off the Dotted Line, a podcast that gives elementary teachers simple step-by-step tools, guidance, and advice on how to make teaching more creative without sacrificing high-quality content, instruction, skills, and amazing learning potential for your students. I'm your host, Dr. Paige Hendricks, and together we will explore different ways to simplify your planning and add a lot of creative impact that is outside the confines of standardized curriculum and the dotted lines. Hi, so this podcast is a little bit different because I'm here with my son. Can you tell everyone what your name is? Brayden. And Brayden, how old are you? Seven years old. And so that makes you in what grade, Brayden? Second. Second grade. And today we're going to keep with the theme of talking about school, aren't we? Yes. Yes. I wanted to get my son talking a little bit about school because that's, of course, what this podcast is all about. But more importantly, I think that it's a good idea for teachers to know what their students are thinking. And this is just one student's perspective on school and all things about school. But it may be helpful to some of you out there who are trying to understand what your students are thinking about how things are going, especially as we enter into the second half of the school year. So can you tell me a little bit about your thoughts on school from a seven-year-old second grade perspective? What is it about school that you really, really like? I like specials like technology, PE, science. I mean, I like a whole lot of things about school. I like learning. You like learning? Yes, learning stuff that I don't know. Sometimes it can get pretty interesting. Really? So what's something that you don't know a whole lot about right at this moment that you would really like to learn more about? Well, I don't know a whole lot about language arts. And so you like to learn more about language arts? Yes. Yes. Good. And so what are some things about school, though, that you really don't like that are just not super fun for you? Learning stuff I already know. Learning things you already know. Like, can you give me an example of something that you're learning right now that you already know? Well, I did learn something in the past that I already knew. Okay. It was about the continents. Okay. I knew everything about the continents. And we talked about the continents. <laughs> and so you already knew that. Yeah. So that wasn't basically. as fun. It was. It really wasn't. As fun. So, so what... I like to learn new stuff that I don't know. Okay. Sometimes it can be challenging, but I don't really care. I want to learn something that I don't know. I want to. I don't want to relearn stuff that I already know. Okay. Well, that makes sense because it seems like it's a bit of a time waster, isn't it? When you. It is. It's a very big time waster if you're if you're just talking about something I already know. Mm. We people already know. Right. Like me. Okay. 
So I think you probably have already figured out that my son is all about efficiency and uh, efficiency both in the classroom and in his school life. But more importantly, I think it's a good idea for teachers to really understand what their students know and what their students don't know about a particular topic that they're studying. And Brayden probably isn't the only one in his grade or in his class at this particular school that probably came home and said, oh my gosh, we're learning about the continents again, because they had talked about the continents in uh, preschool. And I know for certain that they had talked about the continents in kindergarten, and we studied a whole lot about them last year in first grade. And in fact, if you would have asked Brayden a little bit more, and I would have probed him a little bit deeper here, he would have mentioned that a lot of students in the class came up with some really interesting ideas about the continents and had given the teacher an opportunity to know what they knew already about this topic. So there's a good example of finding out what your students know. Just ask. Ask them to tell you. And most definitely, they will. So what could um what could a teacher do if they don't know what you know but they want to know what you know? What should they do? What should a teacher do first? If they start talking about continents, what should happen? Probably a student who knows it like me raises my I raise my hand and probably ask them my teacher I say my teacher, I already know, I know a whole lot about this. Would you like me to volunteer is what I should, I could say. Okay. And then after that, the teacher then could ask you to talk about some uh-huh. things that you know mm-hmm. that are different. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, um, then what else should the teacher do, do you think? After they found out that you know some things... You probably aren't the only one that knows some things about what you're talking about. So what should the teacher do, do you think? After she'll they probably, at, if we learn a lot about it, she'll, she'll give us like a little quiz sometimes. Oh, okay. And then do you think she takes the information from that quiz and uses it somehow? Sometimes, yeah. She yeah. uses it in a bunch of different ways. Uh-huh. She can do it in a whole lot of different ways. Like, what is what do you think one way is that she uses the information when she quizzes you? Well... She asks us questions, like, let's say, what state is at the bottom of the world? Well, we already know that, Antarctica. You mean what, what, con- what continent is yes, at the bottom of the world? Yes, what continent is at the bottom of the world. Okay, and you already know it. It's Antarctica. So yeah, if the it's teacher, like at the bottom. So if the teacher shows on your quiz that you got that one right, what do you think she's supposed to do with that information? Probably tell another student that doesn't know that ah. what I would, how I got it right. Okay. So here's another really good example that Brayden mentioned here for teachers to do when they know a student knows something or they want to get to know what a student knows is to give a quiz, an impromptu quiz. And he calls it a quiz, but I think it's really important that teachers think about it as some type of an assessment, but it doesn't have to necessarily be something as formal as a quiz. It could really just be um, more of an informal assessment, like a couple questions that 
the teacher asks all of the students and they could give a thumbs up or a thumbs down if they know. Or um, a lot of teachers use exit tickets or entrance tickets where the students get a half a slip or a quarter slip of paper and they have to answer a few questions. Or for your little kids um, in the classroom, you can use a couple of questions that you go over out loud and the answers are in the form of a smiley face or a middle face or a frown face, and the students can offer what they know. But I think the real important part here is making sure that you get an accurate representation of what the students know. And the only way that you can do that is if you discuss before you give the assessment with the students the fact that their honest answers really matter to you and that they're not getting graded on it. It's really just better information for you to know what to teach next or where to go next with the content. So you have to create a bit of a culture in your classroom that helps the students understand you're really just asking them questions and you really appreciate their honest answers. And there's no penalty There's no downside to saying, I don't know this, because when you don't know something, that's excellent information for a teacher to have. If you could change one thing about your school, what would it be? Having five extra minutes of recess, having no, 15 extra minutes of recess, and having specials like science and PE and technology last longer. Okay, so you want specials to last longer, and you want most of my favorites. And more recess time. And more recess, yes. Okay, okay. Do you want the day to be longer? Actually so that the specials can be longer, then yes, I would have the day longer oh, so okay. that we could extend the specials a little bit. Okay. Let yeah, we could happen. extend the time at specials so we can extend the day okay. and the time at specials. Got it. Okay, all you special area teachers out there, this is a great example of how valuable you are to the school and to the students in general. And I think that he would love to extend the day so that he could spend more time in these special areas, which is really important because I think sometimes for the student, it feels like a very short amount of time that they're in these special areas, and they only go there probably once a week. And so having a bit of additional time in these areas that support the curriculum entirely can be really beneficial to the students. It's just another way of learning. And of course, that's really what they're there for. So we value those teachers 100%. What's one thing that you would keep the same about your school? Well, I mean, I would keep the same shape. I like the car line, how it goes, like how you have these lines, and then it keeps going, moving cars up and calling numbers and it's really, it's really actually pretty ingenious. That's what I, the shape of the school and the car line situation is really what I would keep in my school. If I had a school, if I built a school, that's what I would have. Okay. You would have that, you would have that same shape and you would have a definite car line. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So for our, for our friends who are listening who don't understand about car line, let me just explain it to them. So car line is All the right, way. Back to you. The way in which that you get picked up at the end of the day, right? Okay, for the record here, Brayden's school building is really just a very long cinder block rectangular building. So I think it's really interesting that he has determined that that shape 
uh, is efficient and works really well and that he would keep it if he had to build his own school. Sometimes the simplest is the best. And he goes on quite a bit to talk about how efficient Carline works and in quite a bit of detail, which I'll spare you here. But more importantly, I think the Carline at the end of the day is a chance for a whole bunch of teachers and support staff to come out and make sure that the kids get home safely. And I think that honestly is really the highlight of Carline for Brayden and the fact that there are people looking out for him and he gets to go home properly and efficiently, but also more importantly, in a really nice, pleasant way. If you could build a school, what would your school look like? My school would look, would be, it would, it would be about a hundred feet long, Mm -hmm. feet wide and 50 feet tall. So that I would have more than one level. So like you could have Three classrooms up here, mm-hmm. four downstairs. Okay. And would your classrooms be square classrooms, or would they be a different shape, or would there be, like, no walls, or what would it look like inside? Well, inside the classroom, it would actually be glass. Like, the walls would be pure glass, except where the whiteboard was at the front of the classroom. Oh. The, re- the sides would be glass but it, you could actually get a better view of outside when you were in the classroom oh okay so it's like bringing the classroom into the outside and vice versa yeah yeah like bring like if a squirrel was on there you would actually think it was literally in the room in the room because <laughs> you could actually see it and you didn't even know that the window was there okay brayden i'm with you i would love to have full glass windows on the one side of my classroom so that we could really bring the outside in because it would make such a cheerful day every day. And think of all the things that we could learn. What's one piece of advice that you would give a person who is just starting out to be a teacher? Well, teaching can be hard sometimes and make sure no one knows a lot about what you're teaching them. Otherwise it won't be fun for them. Okay. And what's some piece of advice that you would give a teacher who's been teaching a long, long time? I would just say, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing? I wouldn't really give them any advice. No, you wouldn't give them any advice? Well, sometimes even the teachers who have been teaching a long time like to learn new things. So is there anything else that they can learn? Well, they probably already know that don't teach, don't teach stuff people already students already know okay well i appreciate you talking to me today and giving our listeners a whole bunch of information from a second grader's perspective on school so is there anything else you want to tell them not really no well thank you so much i appreciate it you're home today not feeling so great right Uh -uh. well it was nice that you joined me today even though you weren't feeling so good so thanks for that i love you sure Anytime. I love you. Bye. Bye. That went really well. Thank you so much for joining me this week. To review key takeaways from today's episode, 
and get the free handout, please visit my website at pagehendricks.com. That's P-A-I-G-E Hendricks.com. Before we go, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more. Please subscribe to Get Off the Dotted Line. I can't wait to share another podcast with you. Thank you again for joining me, Dr. Paige Hendricks, in today's episode of Get Off the Dotted Line. See you next time.